Yes, welcome back, Looney listeners. This is episode 56 of Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. Uh, I am one of your hosts for tonight, Ray. And I guess I'm the guest of this episode, uh, Josh. Uh, yes, I think I probably should have introduced you, Josh. <laughs> but yes, it's we have good. our special uh, guest host, Josh, with us. Uh, this episode, we'll be looking at Warren Ellis's issue one, his um, volume seven of Moon Knight. It's called Slasher. So uh, grab your issues, sit back, relax, and get your conchu on. Yes, welcome back, Looney listeners, and uh, and I really should have <laughs> introduced him myself, um, but also a big welcome to our Looney, Josh Geronimo Johnson. How are you, Josh? Doing good, man. How about you? Yeah, yeah very good, very good. Um, slowly getting back into, you know, podcasting, um, you know, ha- having a little break with um, with little Finn, which has been fun. But um, yeah, slowly get, I've been reading a lot of comics, actually. I've had a lot of time for comics and a lot of time for Netflix, because with a... Um, a little, a little baby, um, a newborn. There's a lot of sitting on the couch. <laughs> I know, I know, it sounds easy, but no, it's um, yeah, you've got to you've got to pay attention to the little fellow. But um, yeah, been catching up with comics and Netflix, and um, uh, been reading a lot of older runs, uh, which I've been uh, absolutely loving. Um, how about yourself, Josh? Have you been reading anything uh, recent, recent runs, or any old runs? Um, well, I've been doing actually both. Um, mm. I actually, uh, right before we jumped on here, was actually reading the new uh, Iron Man. Yes, uh, Tony Stark Iron Man. Today. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And uh, I also picked up the new Thor. I haven't read it yet, but um, those are my two new books I got this week. And, oh, uh, lovely. You've, you've just read the Iron Man? Uh, I'm in the middle of it right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What, what do you think? Is it, it... Um, it's okay so far. I mean, it's uh, it's Dan Slott now. He just mm-hmm. he took over with the new number one. Yeah, the first issue is pretty good. The yep. last issue is okay, and this one's so far okay. Okay, so far. <laughs> yeah, no worries. I, I've uh, I'm not an Iron Man fan as well, but I have been following this this run because of Dan Slott, and um, I've been I've been quietly impressed actually. I mean, I don't know what to expect from Iron Man, um, not having read his his series, but. Uh, I just find Dan Slott's writing really easy to read, like in a really good way. Not that it hasn't got any substance, but it's um, yeah, it's pretty cool. And uh, and and Thor, you say, but you haven't haven't read that yet. How's it going so far? Um, I think it's I think it's pretty good. I've heard a lot of good things about Jason Aaron's run on it. Mm-hmm. So when they released the new number one, I'm like, oh, I'm going to jump on that. And I think it's I think it's pretty good so far. Mm-hmm. They've been. Um, the only thing I haven't really been liking is they've been he's been doing these um these last panel like surprise appearances of characters from the movies. Oh. So it's like so like at the end of the second issue it's like, Oh, hello is just in the movie. Well here here's here she is now. Uh, and yeah. at 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 the end of the last issue is like we have this whole thing going on, then out of the blue Thanos shows up. I'm like uh, uh I yeah. guess we'll see how this goes. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it sounds a bit like it's catering towards the MCU side of things, which is always a look. You know, that's a whole discussion in itself. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's uh, yeah. I can see what you mean. There's a, a little bit of a you kind of raise your eyebrows at that when that happens. Um, yeah. But I mean, I've heard the Jason Aaron's Thor run is really good as well. Yes, I'm one of the few that that haven't read it as well. But it's uh, everyone. 
I I know that has read it just absolutely loves it. So, um, oh, excellent. How about older runs? Uh, I've actually been uh, chugging my way through the uh, the reign of the Superman. Ooh. The uh, I'm, uh, the last episode I was on, I said how like the one of those uh, one of the the first issue of that whole run was my first Superman comic, right. and even though I'm not a big Superman fan, I did end up basically getting the entire okay the entire run of it because I think it was in like a seventy five cent box, like the entire thing in order. I'm like I just got to pick this whole thing up, and uh, yeah, so I've been chugging through it, and it's uh, it's okay. <laughs> I mean, it's not it's nineties, but um, yeah. But, it's 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 all right. Yeah, '90s comics can be an acquired taste. There is a certain feel to them as well. But look, oh man, Josh, I'm so jealous. Like you guys, um, getting these seventy-five cent bins and stuff over there—that's just unheard of over here. Like I, I wish I could find a bargain bin with something like that. But um, that sounds pretty cool. I mean, like that—that's um, shortly after the death of Superman, right? I don't know too much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So basically, yeah. so after after Superman died, they um, well, they did like a I don't know, like a, a two month thing where everyone was just sad about Superman dying. Yeah, and then they they and they stopped for like two or three months, and then they put out because there are four Superman titles at the same time. Yeah. So in each each book, there's a different Superman character yeah. that's supposedly yeah. taking the place of Superman. Yeah. And, and then this is that. Go ahead. Oh no, I was just about to say. Um, it's funny you're saying a few months he, he was away and, you know, everyone was sad. You look at it these days with Wolverine and Fantastic Four, they disappear for like two, three years now in comics before they come back, um, you know, to, to get that effect of, uh, of an absence. Um, but, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, uh, at, the, but at, uh, at the same time, I think people were actually kind of, like they were kind of pissed that he came back so soon. Oh, okay, I, right. Because it's like because when they because when they were selling this whole the whole death of Superman it's like Superman is definitively dead forever. Mm, yes, he's back and he's he's back six months later. Yeah, so yeah. a lot of people are like, I well, rem- this comment. Sorry, I, say, I remember <laughs> um, it on the news when I was young. It actually uh, was on the uh, the nightly news. They had a little snippet about oh, um, one of the biggest characters is is dead. You know, it was a big thing. It was so much promotion for it. Right. Yeah, then, um, like, as everyone was like, because the issue that he actually died is, like, Superman 75. Mm. So everyone is, like, buying yeah. a crap load of them. It's like, oh, it's going to be worth so much. Yeah, yeah. yeah guilty as charged. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's still in pristine condition somewhere. I don't know, my folks' place. Um, but I'm sure it's worth 75 cents. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Look, hey, just quickly, I've been um, diving into like some recent runs that I haven't usually been collecting, and a lot of older runs. I um, I've been following Astonishing X Men now uh, with Matthew Rosenberg. Uh, I'm really enjoying that actually. Um, so I've actually gone back and uh, collected, or you know all the um the issues from the beginning and just wanting to reread through all of that, that that's um that's pretty fun um right also obscure things are uh, i i've uh been looking or reading some old 90s um scarlet witch and um <laughs> and some 90s black knight um don't ask me why it's just that there's a the whole i don't know the arthurian legend kind of thing is pretty pretty um interesting i think and and uh you know with a mystical with with merlin i, I think it's um it's a pretty fun thing. So I think my next steps will probably be Excalibur. 
But um, oh, okay. yeah, but it's uh, look. Hang on, before we digress into other corners of the Marvel universe, um, we are here, Josh, because we are going to review by popular demand. I guess Warren Ellis's um, run in this modern run. Um, yeah, and so this should be good. You and you and I did a an Isla Ra not that long ago, and uh, you cited one of Ellis's comics um, as your top four Isla Ra books, which was great. Uh, not long after that, uh, in a subsequent Isla Ra, um, Scott uh, cited again a Warren Ellis book. I think it was issue four. Yours was issue five, right? Yep. Yeah. So four and five were 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 quite um, well covered, albeit Scott had it as his um, honourable mention. Uh, so we were getting a lot of Warren Ellis love. Um, our man on the street, Tommy, who did a fantastic job with Matthew uh, with the Secret Avengers uh, arc review a couple of episodes ago, they uh, initially wanted to do, to do a, a the Warren Ellis run as well. <laughs> so, oh, wow. uh, yeah, so Connor and I, we, we spoke with Tommy. We said, oh, look, you know, we're getting a lot of love for Warren Ellis. Uh, uh, let's just put a pin in it uh, just for a while because... You know, don't want to seem too heavy-handed with Warren Ellis. Um, fast forward a few weeks now, and we're here again, and um, <laughs> we just can't ignore it. We've got to do it. So Warren Ellis, number one, we'll do in our Lunar Pick. Um, now, also, Josh, uh, what I wanted to go through was another big thing in our formatting. Uh, as you know, if you are a long-time listener, we are constantly changing our format uh, just to keep things fresh, just to try new things. Uh, you know, I believe... Um, you know, if, if a format works, it's great. But, um, you know, to keep the listeners and, and the hosts on their toes, it's always good to shake things up. So um, as some of you may know, we are now syncing all our episodes with the phases of the moon. Yes, that's right. You heard correctly. Um, all you have to do is look up into the night sky, check out the moon, and uh, go, hmm, okay, it's going to be a, uh, a classic run this time for ITK. Um, so yeah, so I posted up on the, uh, on our Facebook group, a little chart with all the phases of the moon. And, uh, since we have so many different segments on the show, I thought it would be good to, um, with each phase to earmark that as this is what we'll be doing on the show. So, um, so, uh, today, actually we are kind of starting today, Josh. Um, so I do believe the moon is is in its waxing crescent phase. So our waxing crescent phase, um, we do the modern runs, um, which is a review, more or less, of a modern Moon Knight comic book. Uh, this won't be necessarily in a chronological order. We'll just basically pick um, modern runs that we we want to you know have fun with to talk about um so it gives us a, gives us a flexibility to actually talk about the later runs without having to wait for um for it in a chronological order because um let's go through these phases so we have on the waning crescent we have a um a classic run and this is basically the start of this is the backbone of our show it, it chronicles moon knight's appearance from um go to woe basically right from the start in 1975 onwards uh and it's it's in it's in order of when he appears so whether that be in his own title or as a guest appearance so that's um that's in a waxing crescent phase of the moon uh after that in a new moon 
we have something I've called Can't Fight the Spotlight, uh, and it's a rundown of, uh, yeah, I'm not a Leanne Rhymes fan, but uh, <laughs> that was the first thing that popped in my head. Um, it works. It works. <laughs> so the Spotlight is basically what we'll do, um, and sorry, Josh, actually, I just realised, I hope it doesn't steal your thunder. Um, the idea was to highlight uh, a character from Moon Knight and, and to, to focus on them through the episode. Um, I feel it's a good way to, to learn more about the about Moon Knight and, and his universe, um, but that's during a new moon, so that's not that often from what I understand. Uh, and as I said, the, the next uh, phase was the uh, Waxing Crescent, which is the modern run. Um, yeah, Josh, how about from then on? Okay, so the next one, I guess that is the last quarter? Uh, right? First quarter, sorry. First quarter. Yeah. Sorry. I'm looking at, I'm looking at the... Yeah, uh, sorry. I'm, I'm looking at these in reverse. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. All right. So, yeah, it's so the first quarter. That is the um, the Idols for Khonshu, which is a, a review of any uh, Moon Knight action figures or toys, mm-hmm. um, which I actually just recently posted. I actually yeah. just found the... Uh, is the Marvel Legends of uh, the uh, Moon Knight one. Good stuff, eh? I, while I was actually listening to one of your older episodes, <laughs> I was walking through the store, uh, and I just happened to see it out of the corner of my eye. I was like, oh, finally. I finally found it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's... you've got to pick them up when you can because they just disappear, and like you never see them. You only see them on eBay afterwards. So good stuff that you found it in the wild. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> So the next one is Waxing Gibbous. Mm-hmm. I think I'm saying that right. <laughs> uh, that's uh, basically the, kind of the same thing as you did before, but it's, uh, now you're going to be doing a whole, either a trade or an arc. Mm-hmm. Much like the one that um, Tommy and Matthew yes. did with the uh, Secret Avengers. Yep. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. And then uh, what do we got? The next one is The Full Moon, mm-hmm. which is a film and TV review. Mm-hmm. So any kind of uh, Moon Knight appearance on film, whether it's like I know cartoons sometimes use mm-hmm, it, or mm-hmm. any, like fan like fan films. Yeah, which I'm sure there's a couple out there, which is kind of cool actually. Yeah, I mean like um, this well isn't isn't that deep. I mean hopefully it is once a, a Netflix show or a show comes up or a film appearance. But yeah, I thought like okay, we've done the cartoon appearances, which again is limited. But there's a whole heap of fan um, films out there. Uh, I know one of the loonies, uh, Alex, uh, is is currently is going to be releasing at the end of September a Moon Knight fan film. So stuff like that, yeah, I think would be really cool to, to review. Yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. All right, and then what do we got? Then we got the uh, the full. Oh, oh, sorry, we just did full moon. <laughs> the waning gibbous is the uh, the Isle of Ra sessions, yeah. which I think everyone kind of knows by now, which is mm-hmm. a really cool segment. When you guys go through and talk to people, they talk about their four uh, their four desert island comic books. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is a, Sorry, it's a really good, a really cool idea that you guys came up with, to, with up to do with. Yeah, yeah. up to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it was. I mean, we only have to look at your one, Josh, um, and the disparate kind of comics that you picked to show that you know there's so there's so much out there that you as a listener may not necessarily know, and it's so cool to actually. Um, at least get a, at least get a sense. Get a, you know, dip your toe in a little as to what the likes of you know, like the Nam, for instance, um, mm-hmm. is. And and I found that a really a really um, 
really cool eye opener for me. Uh, so from your Olara. So yeah, so um, so their loonies will um, it should be posted on our page and our group. There's a chart there, but we'll be following the phases of the moon to determine our episode type. And like I mentioned before, <coughs> we are in the waxing crescent, so we are doing the modern run. Um, well, actually, I think we actually think we forgot the last quarter one. Oh, sorry, the last quarter. Yep, sorry. Yes, yep. of course. <laughs> And that's the uh, the video game review. Mm, yes. Sorry. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I'm not a gamer, so that probably explains it. No. <laughs> yeah, uh, neither am I, really. <laughs> uh, no, they, that's true. They're a video game. Look, he, he has appeared in, in a few of them. Um, again, uh, A Man on the Streets, Tommy, uh, his origins are very closely tied with Ultimate Alliance uh, for, for discovering Moon Knight. Um, I've seen Moon Knight in Contest of Champions, uh, also in Future Fight. So uh, he's actually pretty cool in Future Fight. So these are like tablet games. Um, I'm not sure whether he turns up in, in like console games. But um, we will look out for you, loonies, and we will report thus. Uh, yeah, so just wanted to get that one out of the way quickly so you know there's a method to our madness, so to speak. Um, okay, well, a bit of news, Josh. Um, only a bit of news this week. Um, yeah, but, just a bit. Mm, but uh, how about we shoot off with the, the first kind of big one, I guess. All right. So um, basically the biggest news, I guess, is um, I guess it's been released that uh, Moon Knight has sort of been influenced uh, in Iron Fist Season 2 mm. with the character of uh, Typhoid Mary, yep. who is... Um, if people don't know who is, uh, well, it's actually a daredevil villain. Mm. I, guess. But I, guess, I mean, I guess she kind of, she kind of comes up against all like the like the street level, yeah, uh, villains. But she's mainly a daredevil villain. But she also suffers from uh, multiple personalities. Ah, uh, yes, she does. It's very similar, I mean, and I can understand why um, there is a, a connection there between Moon Knight. Yeah. So she has. Uh, well, the only thing is, like, with her, she actually has a bit of powers with mm-hmm. it. Because um, she has, well, she has a couple personalities. Like, first one is just her regular self, which mm-hmm. is the Mary. Mary, And then she has another one that's called Typhoid, and then another one called Bloody Mary. It's so, it's sort of like, they, she gets, um, sort of like, telekinetic powers. Not like, mm. not like, uh, like Charles Xavier, you know, power level but just sort of very low low level but she has that and she's a a psychopath also (laughs) well she she kind of has like yeah telekinetic but it's almost kind of like pyrokinetic or something isn't it like she sets people on fire she's kind of like she reminds me of those horror the horror movies i don't know i don't think carrie ever did it but like that kind of scary telekinetic um yeah she she tends to to like she she uh immolated uh, Daredevil a few t- a few times I remember, uh, especially right. in the Bendis run and uh, and uh, yeah she she actually tends to set people on fire I think that's what she mainly does with her telekinesis but um, I'm sure she does other stuff as well but yeah I mean uh, like but, yeah sorry, uh, sorry no Josh? go ahead <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, I, was, go ahead. I was about to say yeah but this this whole thing um, as you touched upon at the beginning was kind of blown out of proportion wasn't it um, it was reported and then it was on all the sites that. Um, is Moon Knight showing up in Iron Fist 2? Moon Knight has been in talks and has almost been on Iron Fist, you know, it was almost going to be included in Iron Fist 2, but it was all a bit of a, um, all a bit of hot air, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, 
you can't trust any rumors these days mm. with anything like that. It's like, oh, I I uh, tweeted a creator and I asked him what they thought about Moon Knight, and mm. they yeah. said, oh, Moon Knight's cool. Oh, Moon Knight's gonna be in Iron yeah. Fist season two. It's like I know, and and <laughs> and think I think we as Moon Knight fans we cop a lot of it because he really is on the cusp of almost getting there, you know, onto the screen. Uh, onto film, uh, so he's he's constantly in discussions, and then any any mention of him uh, is like a trigger for these these uh, bloggers or journalists to kind of write something up. But uh, you also mentioned Josh off air as well. You had a uh, a pitch for Moon Knight, if you I were do, to, actually. yeah, yeah. I uh, just at least just as like a first episode. Um, mm-hmm. I thought I would just just the other day at work. I would just just I would just in my own mind. I'm like, what would I do? <laughs> if I was in charge of making of like a Moon Knight Netflix show, so I figured the first, really the first episode, because really the first episode of any show doesn't really affect towards the end that much. It sort of just sets everything up. Yeah. So I think really what you all you have to do is just do a sort of a modern update of the Werewolf by Night thirty two and thirty three. Mm. But you introduce you don't show the whole like multiple personality thing just yet or the whole country thing just yet, but you sort of tease it a little bit okay so i so uh so i figure like you start out just by showing just the werewolf and you can have have the werewolf in there and you only have him in this episode but just to establish that he's there and kind of what moon knight kind of deals with sometimes mm-hmm. yeah so so you can have like the werewolf kind of going around and wrecking the committees like one of like their warehouses or something like that mm-hmm. and then uh then you see like the like the business suits of the committee, they're like, we need somebody to get this. And then one of them opens up like a, like a Manila envelope and it's, you know, Mark Spector, like as a mercenary. Yeah. So like, Oh, we'll get him to go do it. Yeah. And then like, and then, okay. Then, then you cut to your credits, which I'm sure they would they could go with a pretty cool credit sequence. From oh yeah. Night, I think <laughs> oh, they, they better. I'm sure they would. All of them have been great so far. Uh, then after that, then like you cut to like one of those business guys just getting in a cab and of course, the cab driver is Jake Lockley, ah. but you don't. But you don't like you don't like establish that. Like us fans, be like, oh, that's what it's going to be because he's going to look similar to the guy who had the picture of in the Mark Spector file. But he has like right. the you know he has like the fake mustache and the so, and the hat, yeah, yeah. And and you only show him maybe once or twice the whole time that the guy's in the cab because he's going to drop him off at a meeting with Stephen Grant to try to get him as a business suit into the committee. Ah, so right. when he so when he goes up, you know, just show him in the elevator to show the times passing, and it goes up, and there's well dressed Stephen Grant, huffing but and puffing. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, not even that, just playing it yeah. cool. But like yeah, yeah, us yeah. as the us as the fans, we mm-hmm. know that that is him. But anyone else, any any yes. regular schmuck, is just like, Wait, <laughs> so this guy's the same guy. Yeah, and then yeah. he's getting called different names, and then like after the whole meeting, and it's like then we figure out that. It's just uh, Mark trying to get more info on the committee. Yeah. yeah, and then like he goes, and then like he goes back to his mansion, and then Marlene's there calling him Stephen, but then Frank, she's also calling him Mark. So you're yeah. kind of messing with everybody. Like, does nobody know this guy's name? Yeah. Oh, first but time, if- first time um, watchers would just be totally confused. <laughs> but I think I think that's awesome. That's a great. That's a great idea. And then, and then, and then the rest is just sort of the same thing, where you uh, just kind of like the rest of the 
werewolf by night where you just mm-hmm. you see him take on the werewolf and we can actually see jack russell in his human form yeah and then actually have him just take down the committee and that's just that's just the first step just to get you can have a little a little analysis upcoming stuff like later on if you want to yeah. maybe tease some conchu stuff in there like maybe towards the end just have the just have like the like the recent uh recent iteration where you just see him just walk out like the bird beak skeleton yeah. just like at the very end and then you'll like that'll hook somebody onto the next episode like what is this thing <laughs> that's so, awesome I think, I think that i think it'd be great marvel if you're listening <laughs> i'll wait for my check in the mail because <laughs> <laughs> like, that, that kind of like i've always um you know daydreamed about the stuff as well and and i can see that because i've always wanted to um think of the moon Knight show you know, being different, set apart from the others in the fact, um, because, you know, look, he eventually has a cape and he has a hood, but to um, set it like as a horror, kind of almost a horror show. And I think with your, you know, your pitch of the, the werewolf being in there as well, I think that would work. And and this whole kind of um, vagueness about this same guy, but different names, I think it would be really cool. Like, a, and if done right, you know, not like cheesy horror, but like stunning. Yeah really kind of creepy and then you know eventually you'll see it might even introduce mr knight you know which is he's kind of scary enough um but then you get you finally get the the caped version of him towards the end i think that'd be that'd be awesome but yeah good i think marvel should be listening to this i hope um i hope they are and uh <laughs> just just contact josh on josh dot geronimo johnson yeah <laughs> At, uh, at hotmail.com. Uh, yeah, awesome. So so that was a new... So as we said, it was, it was completely debunked. Um, as Josh mentioned, um, the showrunner confirmed, Raven, I can't remember his last name, he confirmed that, yes, Moon Knight did come up in discussions, but only in the context of Typhoid Mary and the whole mental illness angle. Um, okay, another couple of bits of news before we get on to our Lunar Pick. Uh, look, this was a scoop. We scooped this on in, in episode 50. So, leaning listeners, if you um, had been listening um, to that episode, you'd know that Jason Burroughs gave us a bit of a scoop. He will be finishing up his run. He announced it officially on Twitter um, on Moon Knight uh, on issue 198 will be his last issue. And, but he will have a new project at Marvel, and he'll reveal that shortly. He can't can't say anything as yet now those that have listened uh, will remember that jason did drop that um little um you know tidbit to us on on episode 50 so uh we're all just wondering what the hell it could be um josh do you know do you have any ideas what jason burrows would be suited for i tried looking to see if like if there's anything like coming up but i yeah. be honest i don't really pay much attention to because they're constantly relaunching stuff so who knows it could be something that's cancelled this month and then they're relaunching yeah Um, well he's really into he was is very um inclined towards like military kind of comics similar to yourself josh so i'm not sure it's a bit of a stretch i don't know if if uh the nam will be making a return but uh, it could potentially be a military comic, or he was into ninjas. So whether that means it's Daredevil or, I don't know, Shang-Chi. Um, yeah, maybe. Maybe. Oh, yeah, but he's also a big horror buff as well. So he's got a lot of, um, he's got a lot of strings to his bow, Mr. Burroughs. And, and again, so that could be Blade. You know, Blade maybe, would be pretty mid- cool. Maybe Midnight Suns. Maybe Midnight Suns, yeah. Put it out. That would be awesome if he does that. 
you know, with Moon Knight in there, because we did see it at the end of Damnation. Um, yeah, fantastic. With Ghost Rider. Can you imagine Jason yeah. Burroughs doing Ghost Rider? That'd oh, that'd be awesome. Wait, didn't they just, didn't they announce at, um, was it Comic-Con that they're going to be doing something with Marvel Knights too? Yes, that's true. Maybe that's it. You're right. You're right. They haven't released, oh, hang on, did they release the artist? I know Mike Diodato Jr. is doing the covers. Uh, Joe Casada said, oh, I can't remember. No, I don't think they've released the creative team. That could probably be, that could probably be a front runner there, Josh. So that had um, Punisher, I think. Had Karnak, I know. Um, God, I can't remember. Just off the top of my head, the, the images. Was it Daredevil as well? Uh, I didn't see Moon Knight, but there were four pretty pretty cool street-level characters. That could be it, Josh. That could be it. Hmm. Ah, anyway, you heard it first here from Josh. <laughs> Hot scoop. <laughs> Hot scoop. Maybe. Oh, yeah, uh, let, let's see in, in the weeks to come, uh, Josh, if your prediction comes true. <laughs> Uh, finally, we have uh, also a, a bit of a, a somber note here. We have um, news just come in, and a big shout out to uh, to Dustin Looney Dustin, who who um, brought this to my attention just this morning. Um, Rebecca uh, had also sent this to me as well, um, but I totally forgot um, to put it in the in the um, prompt sheet here, Josh. But uh, Dustin said yes. Uh, Max Bemis had. Um, issued out a goodbye summation and essentially Max Bemis's band say anything are uh, taking a a long-term hiatus so to speak um, so he's going to be concentrating on writing uh, not only comics he does mention other things as well so uh, I don't know if that means novels or, or scripts or, or something but um, yeah. yeah it, it goes on to a, it's quite it's a 10 page uh, um, document. It's on the website of Say Anything, uh, and it explains basically. I think his first album. It explains uh, Max's real persona as opposed to the personas he writes about, which a lot of people take as himself, um, and and a, and a vast range of other things as well. Also, his uh, his, his sexuality as well, um, and and basically his latest album, um, Oliver Appropriate. Um, I believe it's called. Uh, so yeah, so any any fans um, of Max Bemis's music, uh, or just Max Bemis in, himself, he's a, he's a awesome bloke, uh, and he's uh, a good writer for Moon Knight at the moment. Uh, it'll be worth just checking out. Uh, it actually gives a bit of insight on Max, um, but yeah, um, you know, tied to Moon Knight there. Uh, that may mean that we may we may get more more Moon Knight. Um, but a little sad that um, for the Say Anything fans that he's um, he's wrapping up. Did you ever did you ever listen to, to yeah. the band at all? I, I listened to I've got uh, just on Spotify. So all, most of his albums are available on Spotify. And yeah, I mean I I do. Um, uh, yeah, I, I do. I mean, there's one particular album I think that was released a couple of years ago that I listened to the most. Um, but yeah, I haven't actually. Yeah, I, I can't say that. You know, I can sing along to the to the songs or anything like that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it is. It is. It's pretty cool music. He's a he's a very talented guy. Um, so yeah, all, all the best uh, to Max out there. Shout out to Max. I hope you're listening. And uh, <laughs> yeah, um, great stuff. Um, yeah, chapter closes on on Max Mimus's a portion of Max Mimus's life there. Okay, Josh. So. Um, and that wraps up the news. I do believe it's time now to to go to our main event, and uh, so let's head off to our lunar pick. 
The moon will not tolerate your interference. Yes. Our lunar pick review of this episode, Josh, <clears throat> will be um, Moon Knight of Volume 7, Issue 1. It's titled Slasher. And, of course, it is written by Warren Ellis and drawn by the massively talented Declan Shalvey. Uh, just a little side note, uh, this is easily available. So, you know, in contrast to the classic runs that we've done, uh, modern runs are a lot more easily accessible. Uh, so you yeah. can still get this, yeah, on single issues, on Comixology as digital. It's on Marvel Unlimited if you have the subscription. And uh, it's in trade uh, under Volume 1, From the Dead, which is what I'll be looking at as we kind of go through this. Um, Josh, have you got the credits there for this issue? <coughs> yep. All right, so yeah, so we got the writers, obviously, Warren Ellis. Mm-hmm. Artist is Declan Shalvey. Uh, colors is Jordi Belair. Letterer is Chris Iliopoulos. They got <laughs> trouble saying that last time, too, when we did it. <laughs> and ed- editors are Ellie Pyle and Stephen Wacker. Mm-hmm. And and released in May 2014. Oh, right. So, mm, no, no worries. So, Josh, as uh, as we kick this off, as a sliver, can you please deliver the sliver for us? All right. So, Mr. Knight returns to New York to investigate another slasher case who's been killing physically fit people and taking their body parts. Using his detective skills, Moon Knight tracks down the killer, a former wounded S.H.I.E.L.D. agent, and takes him down. Mark then meets with his doctor, who explains he does not have dis- dissociative identif- identity disorder, but he has brain damage from the actions of Conchu. Yeah, it's um, it's a pretty fun issue, and um, and look, the first thing I want to say about this, and and with Warren Ellis, um, obviously a, a really really fun one, a really tight one shot, uh, and which which we know. His whole run is a series of one-shots with, with a little bit of a thread through it. Um, but what I really love about Warren Ellis's writing here is his um, his nods to and his respect for um, the history of Moon Knight. So the um, first immediate thing I got was um, when we're introduced to Detective Flint. Um, Flint makes mention of, of Moon Knight um, being familiar with, like, slasher cases. And he refers to... Um, the 1980 Moon Knight run, I believe it's only issue two, um, yep. where Moon, yeah, where Moon Knight tracks down a, a serial killer who happens to be, is it the brother of, of Crawley or no, the son? The son, Craw- Crawley's son, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this was really cool, and I love how, and this we saw this as well, Josh, with um, with issues um, five and issues four with um, from Chris. That uh, Warren Ellis is very much attuned to the history of Moon Knight, and he makes sure that it's actually incorporated into his story. So I, I found that the, the first thing that really sh- um, jumped out to me in, in this writing it was really cool. How, how about yourself, Josh? Um, well, if you say stick with the history, they, he does have a right at the start. They do have a little like a little primer. So if, he, if yes. you're picking this up, he does have this computer blogger mm-hmm. kind of talk about. Boon Knights, sure. very briefly, his uh, his history about where he'd been in the pre- his previous run, and I guess well yeah. the Bendis run, and then um, how he got the how he came to Moon Knight when he was in Egypt, and the whole multiple personality sort of things, and then the whole the whole thing of uh, why does he wear white so everyone can see him coming. <clears throat> so yeah. it really, really just establishes everything, everything for us. 
Uh, very tight. And, yeah, very tightly yeah. done and very uh, efficient in his writing, basically. Right. Yes. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. It's, it's a good. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good um, summation of everything, and then it's a good establishment mm-hmm. of where he's going to be at. Pretty much this entire run. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, also, as well, uh, the thing that pops out to me uh, for Mister Knight himself is is his, uh, his skill as a as a detective himself. Uh, this yeah. is the. I'd have to say this is the most. Um, confident and sure depiction of Moon Knight that I've kind of seen. Like, it's kind of actively so. Like, he, he's looking at the clues and he's um, explaining how he comes to them, you know, and they're, they're quite quite clever, cleverly done. Um, like, yeah, it's uh, like, yeah. I, I think in, in, this, in this issue, it shows how confident he is with his, like, his, like, detective sort of skills. Like, mm-hmm. so, like, you see, like, like here, like, his mind is where he's very confident. Like, but, like, yeah. when we're in issue five, it's his body and his skill as a fighter is where he's very yeah. confident. So he's kind of confident in about himself completely, but here we get to see his mind, in which he's very... Yeah. Very and definitely his... Yeah, definitely his mind. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's good that you mentioned that as well, but, but physically as well, he is he's absolutely on top of his game as well. The, the One of the things I loved about this was... When he actually comes face to face with that behemoth of a guy in the sewers, uh, he's not—he doesn't show any signs of, of fear or anything like that. And he actually says to him, like you know, when he sticks him with the dart, he said, "Oh yeah, I've actually killed you like two minutes ago." Like you know, um, and because the guy goes on about, you know, how terrible he is and all that. And um, Moon Knight's just cool, calm, and collected. And this is such a cool depiction of um, of Mister Knight. Um, and, and again, um, we'd have to say it, it's just the colours uh, and, and the use of white here. It just really pops out, especially when he goes into the sewers. Oh yeah, because everything's like mm. blue and red, and then yeah, then you just you just see him. He's all white, and then yeah, just like it says, every, anyone can see him coming because he just yeah. sticks out like a sore thumb. Yeah, it, it, that's pop. That um, that actually comes up twice, doesn't it? In the um, in uh, in the it actually, I think it was in that that one page at the beginning where. I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, and then it's later on with the cop. He, um, he says, you know, you're crazy because you're all in white. He goes, yeah, yeah, that's a part I like. They can see me coming. <laughs> so, he's so uh, smug. <laughs> he's so, yeah, that, that's it. I think that's what I can we can gather from this. He's so smug and so confident in what he does. The only only bit of, um, of hesitance I gathered from him was there's a page where he's in his limo and he takes away the floor to reveal the manhole. And as he goes down, he goes, uh, well, this is a totally sane thing to do. <laughs> like he, he actually is aware of, <clears throat> of the ridiculousness or the, the craziness of the situation. Uh, other than that, he is in full control of, of everything. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, um, it's a pretty fun ride. What did you think of the uh, this soldier, this agent of Shield here, Josh? Um, uh, you know, if you were so- someone you wouldn't take home, you know, to uh, to dinner with, or <laughs> yeah. that depends. You know, it... I think as a joke, I think I might. Hey, here, come meet this guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Take him out to Halloween. <laughs> but uh, he, it looks like he's had a bit of a hard run. Um, you know, to say the least. And the idea was what was happening here, Josh. He was he was um, killing uh, bodybuilders and gym junkies and stuff, and he was adding it to his body um, to to keep him alive. 
Yeah, apparently there's machines that you can do. I don't know how that works, though. Mm, <laughs> I guess if, yeah. you, if you cut off somebody's arm, then you just stick the arm in there and you put, like, yeah. your stump and it just, like, hot glues it or something. Like, I don't know. <laughs> but they don't really show it, but they just say that he has it. But, yeah, yeah. But, well, he's got. He's still he's still missing a hand. He, had, he probably had one more kill before he could attach a hand on there. Uh, but, yeah, he's got tubes and stuff coming out of him. He's a really grotesque character, and I think it was a really good contrast to have him mainly in red because he's um, down in the sewers and, you know, full of blood. Uh, in contra- And it actually pops out with Mr. Knight because he's so white in it. Um, and, uh, look, it, it kind of, you know, it kind of uh, also is a message to how, I guess, he was spat out by an organisation as S.H.I.E.L.D., as, as noble, you know, uh, and as peacekeeping as S.H.I.E.L.D. It shows the, the dirty side of things. Um, he was kind of left for dead, um, it's actually and, not, uh, now that I think about it, it's sort of similar. Not to jump really ahead, but mm-hmm. in the second issue, sort of the same thing. A guy who's kind of cast out by people he worked with. Yeah, right. Uh, let me just refer to the second issue. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's with all the um, the sniper. Oh, yeah, that, that was a good one. <laughs> yeah. I know. They're all, they're all good. If, if, I did, if I wouldn't have picked number five for my Isla, I probably would have picked issue two because I really like that action is really good in that one too. Yeah, that is action packed. I mean, like, and, and in issue one, there isn't too much action at all, actually. No, it's really uh, and not. I guess, uh, no, I think that's probably, a, maybe it was a good primer, like issue one. Uh, as you mentioned, like in, in your Netflix pitch, the first issue or episode really does set the scene, and uh, so we do get um, the intellectual side of Moon of Mister Knight here. He's um, he's sleuthing, uh, and and just a bit of fighting at the end, um, and he's just so so pretty pretty dapper. And he actually even he blocks a bullet. I mean that's that's got to be superhuman, doesn't it? Oh yeah. He takes he takes out a crescent dart unless the um, that guy really slowly lifts up the gun. And slowly pulls the trigger, gives him enough time. But um, he's done well. He ricochets it, and I think it ricochets back to the guy, and he's he's a, a dead donger. Um, but what did you think of the last bit here, Josh? Um, the the therapy um, session. At first, I was like, I was a little not confused, but like I was, I thought like this doctor was going to be like a big villain because went like the way she's drawn, yeah. she looks creepy yeah. as hell. <laughs> Yeah. But um, but I do like. Isn't, isn't she later on? Doesn't uh, she become? Oh, she does. Yeah, because she has this whole yeah. scandal. Like, really, yeah. in in the next arc, I think with Brian Wood. In I the think. next arc, yes, yeah, yeah, Brian Wood. Yeah, he he fleshes it out. Um, I wonder if that was planned at all, or if uh, Brian just kind of ran with it. You know, like like you just had to look at these pictures and go. And Declan's actually drawn her pretty, uh, <laughs> pretty uh, malevolent. I might, I might as well make her a villain. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it's um. It goes into yeah a bit of um, a bit of his his mental state I guess, which is cool because I guess for Moon Knight fans it's such a big part of Moon Knight right so you'd want at least to address it somehow and uh, for the most part you know other than the fact that <clears throat> he appears a little uh, cavalier at the beginning you know he likes to, uh, he dresses in white people are coming see him coming um, it doesn't really address his his um, DID. So it's good to have a little bit of this. So Warren Ellis has done very well at the end to add this in. Um, yeah, but um, it kind of ends with him at Grant Mansion. 
Uh, so that ties in well because we get the first kind of big panel of uh, of Conchu uh, sitting before Mark, and then Mark actually seeing Jake and Stephen as well. Mm-hmm. So, so it's kind of like it quickly shows just towards the end his his mental state. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's pretty good. A- any other um, any other bits to note here, Josh? Um... I will just say, if we just jump back to the, uh, just to the fight where, or mm-hmm. when he's confronting the slasher, um, when he first, so when he first come across when they're just talking, uh, and the, the, uh, the slasher just like, are you, are you armed? And Moonlight's like, not anymore. Like the first time I read, like I took yeah. that as nothing. And then when I read on and then, uh, yeah. when the slasher's like, how are you going to stop me? And when yeah. it's like, I stopped you two minutes ago, look down and you see a thing that blew my mind. Cause then when I went back and look and you see the one shot yeah. of that guy, the darts already in there and I completely <laughs> missed it the first time oh, I read that. Really? Oh yes, it, blew, it is. It blew my mind the first time I read it. How clever is that? Eh? I mean, of course, I mean, if you read that, um, in order, there's no way you'd pick up that little white thing at the side to be a, a crescent dart. But yeah, that is so clever. That is really good. <laughs> yeah, no, no, very, uh, very cool. I, I don't think we'll be seeing that little. I don't think we'll be seeing that guy again. Um, yeah. He was pretty much a one and done, as as much of these guys are, I think. Um, but yeah, um, yeah. I, I just want to also just mention. I've got to shout out Declan Shelby's art, just in general. I mean, we know how stellar it was in issue five. Um, that fantastic um, romp up the uh, up the building, but um, although this isn't like action page for page it's still laid out very well um and he does give us the seminal um look of conchu there with the bird skull just fantastic you know in the webs yeah it's um, very it, it's very like it's so, sort of a not a landmark but it's sort of kind of uh established kind of yeah. everything we kind of know like the way kind of things are drawn even kind of up the now a bit like you have like the obviously you have the mr knight suit first appearance of that uh, yeah. which is awesome. Like the really, really the first one shot page of that is just is really awesome. Oh yes, uh, yeah. I'm, as you're walking, yeah. If I want to use a, a, a kind of a stupid term, but I would say he looks very pimping in that first uh, appearance. <laughs> so <laughs> he does. <laughs> he just he just strolls up, yeah. And even I yeah. I do like the um, like this is also the first appearance of like the 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 Moon Knight limo. Which we took a ride yeah. in. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was it was as big as it looked in here. I tell you. <laughs> well, I like how it has all of his like computers and stuff in it too. So it's sort of like his. It's it's a, it's like a back cable on wheels, not the draw. Yeah, comparison. It's a shame. That, yeah, it's a shame that we don't get much of it because it's a cool idea, and, and I, I loved how Mark, uh, not Mark, how Warren Ellis introduced it, um, and have him just almost on his. Uh, um, commander seat there just you know with the controls at his fingertips i think it was a fantastic and we actually it's not even samuel's driving we actually see it's all automated um, oh wow almost yeah almost stark tech and everything um maybe it had the um when we were riding it maybe it had the um the tech from men in black where they had like the <laughs> uh like the hologram of the uh the driver in oh there. yeah <laughs> Yeah, that's it. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, he he, did. Samuels did look a bit scratchy then, I must admit. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, no, the limo is a a great thing as well. And look, just finally as well, I wanted um, a quick little touch upon um, Detective Flint as well. And again, Warren Ellis' reverence for the past issues as well. Uh, We know Flint has this 
relationship with Mr. Knight in the fact that he he needs him because he knows that Mr. Knight or Moon Knight can do the things that law enforcement can't. So he kind of covers his back and protects him um, mm-hmm. from the side. So we've got the cop, you know, almost about to to um, refer to him as Moon Knight. He goes, oh, no, it's Moon Knight. And Detective Flint goes, no, no, it isn't. Um, you know, that guy was, you know, if he was identified as a dangerous vigilante, um, they'd have to do, they'd have to take action. But, you know, let's call him Mr. Knight, okay? He's he's someone completely different. He's here to help us. Um, so, yeah, so it's good to see Detective Flint back in action as well. I do, um, I do kind of yeah. like, uh, I think it's in the next arc where... Flint, he sort of kind of gets uh, kind of gets annoyed with Mark constantly changing his like personalities. Like, I think <laughs> it's it, yeah. it, what's well, in that uh, it's in the, it's the issue where um, the whole issue that's in the, that's from the perspective of cameras when he's going up the World Trade Center. Oh, and he's talking. Oh, on okay, the, yeah. He's talking on the phone with them, and he's like, "Okay, Mister Knight," and it's like, "Oh no, no, it's Lockley now." Yeah, yeah. And like, yeah that, that's uh, Brian Woods, isn't it? Is that yeah. Brian Woods, run? Yeah, yeah. That's another good issue, too. I really like that one. Mm, Where you see every, yeah. everything from, like, security camera footage to the news to his little, the little um, camera spider things that we never see again. Yeah. <laughs> very, very well done. Yeah, Brian Woods' run is is underrated, I think. I mean, it, it's hard because he's in the shadow of, of what Warren Ellis brought in the first six but uh, it's very solid i even like the cullen bun one at the end as well uh, that had a a nice supernatural tinge to it which was pretty cool yeah it's like because it's funny because you have not that's not funny but like it's like you have this one who like warren Ellis's run it's a series of one shots and then you have the brian wood run which is sort of a kind of a linear story for the most part mm-hmm. um yeah 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 and then the, and then the last one by cullen bun is more one shots yeah so you yeah. kind of got to yeah it's it's bookended by one shots, um, you know. Yes, know. yeah. So it's kind of it's a, it is kind of a definitive thing. So you, it's like you can jump in, you can just read one story. If you do want yeah. one that spreads across the whole thing, read this one, or you know, yeah. or read yeah. some more one shots. So I think that's why a lot of people um, suggest Volume Seven as a good primer for anyone that wants to get into Moon Knight. Because uh, look, apart from the well, the Brian Wood, you've got you've got a nice six issue. You know, story running there, but you can just pick. You can pick it as you say any issue. You know, I'd 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 lead them towards issue five. You know, just this this is the guy. You know, this guy sums sums him up. Issue one here, what we've just done is is pretty good indication of, of Moon Knight's capability and how he should be depicted. Again, um, let's not speak about his depiction in Damnation. I mean, <laughs> if you put these two guys side by side, Damnation and issue one, they are chalk and cheese. I mean. We talked about the confidence and the surety in uh, of Mr. Knight here. Yeah, absolutely different. Um, so, yeah, okay, well, Moon uh, moon Ratings, Josh, um, what would uh, – I'll, I'll throw it to you first. Uh, what would you give this uh, this issue, issue one? Oof. <laughs> I think I would – let's see. If I, if I go by the new rating system when we look at this uh, yeah, yeah. chart, I'll try, to, I'll try to stick with yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I guess I would give it a – one of the gibbuses, waning or waxing, but basically like a three-quarter moon is what I think I would give it. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I, uh, I'll, let's say um, a waxing gibbous. I, I, was have, I was having a little think about this last night, Josh, <laughs> and I was thinking, like, you know, 
if we do this moon rating, like what's the difference between a waxing and a waning gibbous? So I reckon a waxing gibbous is slightly more than a waning gibbous because a waning, it's starting to, to decrease, right? So right. for all you mathematic, mathematical people out there, <laughs> that's how we'll be looking at it. So, uh, so you say, yeah, waning gibbous, just uh, three quarter? Yeah. Or waxing? Um, yeah. I give it a waxing gibbous. So I guess waxing is like okay. a 4.5, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I would, I would give it that. Okay, cool. I would uh, look only because I'm going to say this now. My disclaimer is because I know all the other issues coming up and all that, and, and putting that in perspective with this one. <laughs> so I'm cheating a little here. I'll go and just to be slightly different, I'll go, I'll go waning gibbous. So just slightly. So is that what you said? Sorry, uh, you said waning. I said wax. Oh, this is this is getting complicated in the future. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's getting a bit too complicated. <laughs> I, I said waxing. <laughs> okay, yeah, you said waxing. Okay, yeah. so that's good. And so I'm going slightly under. So I'm going waning gibbous. Um, it's a very solid issue. I was originally going to think of giving it a full moon, but um, I don't want to. I don't want to peak too early. Um, so waning gibbous. Uh, a very solid run, but having known that there are other issues in Warren Ellis's run to come, which are just monumental, like yeah. just phenomenal. So, um, yep, so loonies, you get a waxing and you get a waning gibbous there for issue one of Warren Ellis's run. Fantastic. Um, we are not done yet, Josh. We also have a bit of feedback in our Mooney missives. So... I was wondering, we got some feedback from our page, Facebook page, and also from our Facebook group. So I was hoping maybe we do one or the other. Um, Josh, do you want to do the Facebook page? Okay. Uh, All right. All right. So from the Facebook page, we had um, Wayne Hunt. He said, uh, for me, the Ellis run is second to only Lemire where Lemire and Smallwood really dove into the lore of Moon Knight and his relationships with Khonshu, it was Ellis before him that really breathed a new life-slash-angle to the character, which had become a bit stale and at times felt more like just a backup character character for team-ups. In my opinion, the Ellis take on Moon Knight is our best shot of making it to the screen. Yay. Which, I, yeah, I, I do agree with that. I agree as well. Um, let's see. I could totally see a darker detective vigilante series with the tones of Daredevil and flashbacks to his transformation with Khonshu. Throw in a finale of Mr. Knight referring to his full Moon Knight suit, plus all the madness that comes with multiple personalities, and bam! Fits right with the current Netflix series. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Yep, absolutely. And, uh, let's see. The entire paneling for the first trade looks like it's made for season one TV show. I want that suit almost fluorescent and night scenes with Mr. Knight on the scene. Yeah, yeah, that's um, that's pretty cool. I like the um, Wayne. I like the idea of the fluorescent, uh, the suit. The light. It, it has to kind of pop, doesn't it? Because on paper, just the sheer white makes it pop. So I can imagine on film, it's going to be harder to create that effect. Um, but yeah, maybe a bit, bit of lighting or yeah, a certain fluorescent tinge to it. It'll probably do that. But yeah, totally agree with you. I love the idea of um, towards the finale, the full MK suit. I mean, that's that's just gold right there. Sign me up. Yeah, I think you know, just like the way that Netflix shows go, I think that if we're kind of following that, I think you would actually have to start out in the Mister Knight suit because it's yeah. kind of simple, yeah. and then at the yeah. end have the 
have the Moon Knights. I mean, I'd like to see the whole Moon Knights suit from the get-go, but yeah. in this universe and how they kind of play things, they like to wait till the last episode to chuck in a, a full costume. Yeah, I mean, look, it'll leave, it'd still be a leap to have a guy, if you could imagine it, on a Netflix show, to have a guy walking around with a bag on his head, like a white a white mask. Yeah. That is pretty out there already, like, you know. So, you know, I wonder if Netflix would, like, I don't know, dull it. You wouldn't want, you want, you want him to have his mask on. Um, but he'd have to come across as a total nutbag to do that, to do that you know, because, like, who does walk around, you know? With a balaclava on their face. Yeah, I, I, I try to think of whether, like, also, how would they film that? Unless they were, like, CGI, which I guess they could do. Yeah. But, um, yeah. but it's like, I'm trying to think like, how, I mean, unless they can make the mask see Because I also wondered, not to go on a tangent, but just, um, like, when they did season one of Daredevil, like, yeah. when he had just the black mask. Yeah, Like, yeah. that's actually, that, that's a cloth mask. He can't see it. Like, so how is he, <laughs> I mean. Yeah, no. Just to film I, I it, think, how is I think, he, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no. And I think that's yeah. Um, Charlie Cox did say it was literally yeah. It was literally just a cloth, but they did they did like double it around so he actually could see. But um, oh. it looked like it was it was. I reckon they should do that with with Moon Knight, Mister Knight's mask. So just have no um, articulation on it. Just have a guy walking around with like literally, you know, no eyes on there. That'll be that'll be awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Um, we got another one there, Josh. Oh yeah, and this other one is. Um from what, Scott Ventura. He said the the Ellis Shalvey run is simply the best since Mensch and Sinkevich back in the day. I was initially disappointed it was so brief, but I came to appreciate its finite nature. I've enjoyed the subsequent teams to varying degrees, but they tend to suffer in comparison. This series doesn't spend more time on Mark's illness on his exploits. Oh, than his exploits. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, true. I mean, there's always, I don't know, it is a hard balance, and I think a lot of writers tend to either focus on one or the other. I mean, we spoke uh, previously about Mark Spector Moon Knight, how that was an editorial thing, how they wanted it just to be purely on Mark Spector, basically, and nothing to do with his multiple personalities, um, and all to do with his mercenary, you know, upbringing. Um, so yeah, and, and Lemire obviously took it down another road, so I guess, I guess they tend to really focus it on one or the other um for this one for warren ellis it's just i think it's just the badassery of moon knight <laughs> basically um yeah i think yeah. i think like with like even with like this whole this whole volume seven it's sort of kind of all like that there's some of the personality stuff but not that much but then like with the lemire mm. run you get all personality stuff it is and not that yeah. much action but the but the but like the whole personality and kind of like the mind bendy stuff everything is what keeps you interested not the punch yeah punch-ups you know so yeah uh, so, absolutely uh, yeah and even Lemire, actually, also, and he's probably opened a door there as well. He actually touched a little bit on the cosmic as well, like with the overvoid and the other void, and and how that works, and how Conchu and and other spirits or, or, or entities like him, how they traverse um, space and the realities to inhabit or, or to influence people like like Mark. So that that's a very nice, that's a very different tangent, uh, different aspect to it that writers could probably pick up later on right yeah um 
All right. So thank you so much for that, Scott. Um, and yeah, uh, agree. The LS Shelby run is right up there, um, definitely. Uh, so we also have a few bits from our Facebook group. Uh, first one kicking us off here is Midkind, and he says uh, this was a run that got me hooked to Moon Knight. Every issue just pulled me in the cr- uh, pulled me in the crazy life Mister Knight led, and I was yearning for more after each issue. Absolutely, Midkind. It's um. It's one of those things where it's kind of like a Netflix thing. You kind of want more after after the end of one episode, and 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 rightly as Wayne said, it, it is drawn up like you have those beginning credits. It's very much kind of like a like a, a TV show. Like a, um, we we uh, Josh in that Isla Ra. Um, I, not many loonies know this, but uh, we were going through that. We had to kind of double take it um, <laughs> when we did issue five because uh, I I totally missed the the prologue bit. I started launching into the um, <laughs> into the credit scene, and Josh had to go, "Hey Ray, uh, there's a couple of pages before it." So um, I've learned from my mistake. Uh, but yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I, I, very. I, I, sorry, I was say, I, I, yeah, I do like how how in that how they do have like the credits. How it is, it is like movie credits. Yeah. It's like Marvel Comics presents Moon Knight, yeah. and then the issue, of, yeah, then like the the name of that story. So I. I think I, w- I wish more sto- uh, more comics would actually do that. I mean, I guess they kind of have like the primer page now, but yeah, it, but it, it kind of gives it just that little bit of difference and a, and a, a bit of a, a style. Like even some of the font is different as well, and I'm sure that's all to do with Warren Ellis's um, intentions. And it just gives it a little bit of difference. And yeah, I totally agree. I think um, I think they should do it still, like regardless of the primer at the beginning. Um, Patrick. Patrick Curtis says Declan Shalvey is the man, uh, such an awesome guy. Wouldn't even cha- it wouldn't even charge for an autograph and happily signed every book I had. He had over fifty books. Wow. How cool is this, Declan Shalvey? Declan Shalvey, if you are listening, hats off to you, sir. Uh, many many thanks. Uh, I actually I tweeted to him as well. I just had to say, Declan, I heard from one of the loonies that you um, signed fifty books, over fifty books, and didn't even charge for it. Um, I said you're a you're a legend. Thank you, thank you. So um, yeah, um, agree with your sentiments, Patrick, um, very much. Uh, one of the uh, one of the show's favourites, Dustin Looney Dustin says, I actually just read this for the first time a few weeks ago. Oh, excellent! I really enjoyed it. The only thing um, I really enjoyed it. The only thing by Warren Ellis I've seen before that was the Castlevania TV show, which was amazing. Of course, I enjoyed the first issue. It has a very good and unique villain, and any time a hero goes into the sewers, I'm all for it. <laughs> well, yep, uh, this was probably right up your alley, um, Dustin. He must uh, be a big ninja. Right. He must be a big yeah. ninja turtle fan. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. Uh, yeah, and, and a very unique villain. Um, but yeah, hasn't Declan Shelby drawn the sewers so well? Like, I love, there's that bit, um, Josh, where you see Moon, uh, Mr. Knight going down the ladder, and you see the different layers as he goes deeper and deeper. Yeah, it's I mean, great. I know it's not. Yeah, it's great. I know it's not absolutely original, but it, it was done so well. Um, really fun to see. Um, <clears throat> so we have also Hector it says been reading Moon Knight since around two thousand. Found High Strangers in a back issue, issue section. Been reading ever since. Uh, when the Ellis run hit the stand, I was thrilled. When I read it, I was utterly, utterly thrilled. I don't think there has been a comic book-based event in my life that has made me happier. Hector, big words. <laughs> but uh, but look, I totally understand. It's, uh, it, is, it is a really good run, isn't it? I mean, like we talk about the Houston run um, and, of course, the Lemire run, which 
I mean, we're so lucky as Moon Knight fans, aren't we, Josh? Um, so many good writers. And uh, Warren Ellis, Brian Wood, Colin Bunn, Volume 7, just just too good. Yeah, I think I think we... I think even though he's not a well-known character, I think the quality of it has been pretty top-notch for... I, I mean, I, I would say from pretty much the start. Well, mm. we'll skip a bit of the 90s, though, the mid-90s. <laughs> but for the yeah, most yeah. part, for the most part, he, like, everyone has done a really good job. Yeah. And especially, yeah. like, uh, for example, Hector said he's been reading since 2000. Like, since 2000, we've had great, pretty much top-notch runs from everybody with mm. Moon Knight. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and the funny thing is actually is brought to my attention again, um, High Priest Rebecca, um, we were just chatting online, and she mentioned actually, unfortunately, like the sales for Moon Knight haven't been up there. You know, I think it's been hitting the the twenty thousand mark, which yeah. is uh, pretty average, or just maybe a bit below average. Um, but look, we still get Moon Knight series, right? I think it's a it's a writer's dream, it's a writer's book, really, um, or creator's book. Um, so although the sales aren't there, look, fingers crossed that. Um, even after this series with Max Bemis, uh, it won't be long before, you know, let's just hope that it just keeps on going. But yeah, it just, I was surprised that the, the, um, the units weren't shifting as much. I think it's sort of been, I, the thing is with Moon Knight, I don't think it's one where people will just jump on. And plus they're not, they're not one, yeah. Marvel doesn't use that one to like, okay, we're going to boost sales with this one. Like, we're, yeah. you know, we're going to put out, you know, 300 variant covers for this issue. Like they've been doing lately for these like new number ones or like the issue number six hundreds or whatever. I'm sure they kind of will a little bit for the two hundred that's coming up. But everyone who's buying yeah. Moon Knight, I, I, like, like this title is for for the fans. And like you said, yeah. like the like it's been around because I I've, I've been checking the monthly sales of all the books. Uh, okay. Past couple for the past couple of months, and Moon Knight's been around. I think the the latest issue or not this one the. Um, was a 196 mm-hmm. i think that yeah. one was eighteen thousand, and before okay. that was like nineteen thousand. so maybe a little bit of people were dropping off but yeah. it's it's staying steady around that so it's his fans that are picking it up but like no one's just being like oh this looks interesting i'll pick it up it just it's, yeah. it's a book yeah. that's for the fans i think yeah and what are they um what are the other titles that would be on par with that josh could you remember off the top of your head, which has about nineteen thousand? Like, uh, if we were to like compare it to other titles, um, will, will we be looking at? Um, I'm just trying to think of. Uh, I, oh gosh, I'm I'm trying to pull up my phone. My phone's just being really slow because I have the tab open. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, because obviously, yeah, I mean, obviously, Spider Man, the Avengers, um, that one, maybe the Hulk with the Hulk. Um, the Hulk, I mean, that, he's a big character, but I don't think he would shift that many units. Um, maybe Weapon X, uh, maybe some of the X titles. Um, um, well, I know, I know some people have been saying that the new Hulk, the Immortal Hulk, is actually really good. Oh, the Immortal Hulk is fantastic. Yeah, yeah, right. I was thinking more of the Amadeus Cho, um, oh. totally awesome Hulk. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, Immortal Hulk is, is brilliant. Um, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a really good run. Um, yeah. I don't know. Um, what else is there? Uh, Deadpool is is a big. T- you'd think would be a big tier. Um, yeah. Title. I think just yeah the smaller type maybe like you know Quicksilver maybe that maybe that's even less. It's a those limited runs. I'm assuming it would be even less. Oh. Um, All right. I think I finally. I think this thing has finally decided to work. 
So where am I at here? Uh, let's see. Moon Knight. Moon Knight. I just saw you. Yeah, so um, 18,019 is what the, for the July issue. So mm-hmm. similar to that is like uh, like the Century, Green Arrow. Okay, Century. Uh, yep. Red Hood. Um, okay. Spider-Gwen. So... Yeah, ah, I was about to say, yeah. Yeah, so like the, I guess, I don't know if you would say maybe like C, B minus C list like titles. Yeah, B, so. the, 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 uh, the waning gibbous titles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. Well, I mean, that's okay. I mean, so those other titles that you've mentioned, they don't sound like that bad end, you know, anytime soon as well. So, yeah, you, I mean, as you say, it's a, it's a fan and a writer's title isn't it moon knight so um yeah any, anyway just uh sorry a bit of a tangent there josh i just thought it was uh interesting to to raise um yeah and finally we have a uh, last comment from clifford alvarez who i know josh is actually scott from the 20th century geek so this is his alias yeah <laughs> yeah that threw me off the last the uh the last <laughs> episode or, or when he was on i think he did his isle of rock i think yeah, 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 yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, he had the, uh, I guess his profile picture is the 20th century geek thing. Ah, but then yes. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what's going on? But I figured, oh, maybe Jesus. <laughs> He's got DID. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, Clifford's um, personality says Warren Ellis captured the essence of Moon Knight perfectly while adding new things. Brilliantly realised by Declan Shelby and Geordie Belair. The art is five stars throughout. This is in my top three runs of Moon Knight. And Clifford, as we know, he has every single issue of Moon Knight. So he is a big-time fan. Um, But yeah, uh, again, can't um, disagree with you there, Scott. That's fantastic. It's... um, yeah, it's been a really brilliant run. I'm looking forward to uh, the next time we have a uh, a waxing gibbous, or no, a waxing crescent. Uh, I can't wait to to uh, continue on. We'll be going on to issue two, I guess, for this. We, we've got to finish the um, the uh, the volume, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So actually, let's just take a quick short break to have a a listen to one of our fellow collective members, and we'll be right back. Hey there everyone, I'd like to tell you about the YouTube channel I Am Your Target Demographic. If you're a fan of comics, we have plenty that you'll enjoy over there, including a series called Heroes Like Us that explores comic characters of all sorts of different identities. And we even have a series that defines words that are used in nerd culture that you may not know what they mean. So you can check us out by heading to YouTube and searching I Am Your Target Demographic or look up IAYTV on any social media outlet. Yes, thank you. Uh, that's one of the collective. And actually, Josh, uh, that leads very well into our spectacle um, as we round out towards the end of this episode. And um, not much to shout out here. Uh, just a quick shout out to Looney Dustin. Thanks, Dustin, again for um, for letting us know about the Say Anything Goodbye Summation. But also a shout out to the collective again. I wanted to shout out this collective network, which we're a part of, um, fantastic um fantastic uh, bunch of bunch of podcasts um we have the likes of the defenders tv podcast ghost rider uh, there's the namor podcast there's a iron fist podcast um, and there are um things like we have a hulk 
uh, and I am your target demographic, which are more, uh, you know, broader reaching uh, in, in the geek community. Uh, our recent members, EMP, uh, shout out to Bobby as well. He's, he's quite um, active on Twitter. It's great to have him on board, as well as Colin and uh, Viet. Uh, and also, as well, uh, Marvel's uh, Weird Science, Marvel Comics podcast as well with James. Uh, really, really good. Um, and they review basically comic books in general. So it's good to actually get a, a sense of what's out there um, if you're a collector or if you're, you're thinking of collecting more titles. Um, so check out The Collective. It's hashtag The Collective Network on Twitter. Um, so just look out for that. Um, I know the boys at Defenders TV podcast, actually. Um, they're looking forward to The Iron Fist Season 2 on Netflix, but they're also doing uh, comic reviews of Doctor Strange. Yes, because there's no Doctor Strange podcast. They're doing the current run with Mark Wade, so that's just kicked off. Um, so be sure to check those guys out. Um, they are a fantastic bunch of dudes, and they know their shizzle. So um, good, st- good stuff there. Uh, yeah. Um, oh, God, I had another... another Oh, yeah, another shout-out, another quick shout-out. Um, yeah, Josh, I'm not sure if you've seen uh, Banding Around the Interwebs. Uh, there is an upcoming podcast coming up called uh, The Last Sons of Krypton, and uh, it hasn't started yet. It's a Superman podcast. So, funnily, good good that you mentioned Superman, Josh. And um, the two hosts for that will, uh, will be myself and Connor from the Immortal Iron Fist podcast. So... Um, two street-level heroes equals one alien, I guess. Uh, so, so, uh, so coming soon to the airwaves, uh, we'll be looking at Superman stuff. Um, Connor is the real massive Superman fan, just to let you know. I'll be playing the I Have No Idea fan. <laughs> um, I, I've literally just been introduced to Superman, actually in the Isla Ra um, episode with Connor. That's kind of what piqued my interest, um, and I thought it would be fun to to go through stuff, um, and we'll just bounce off uh, his knowledge and my ignorance, which will be really cool. <laughs> so uh, keep an eye out for that. Um, yeah. Also, uh, I guess next phase, uh, next phase of the moon is a waxing gibbous. So looking on our start moon chart here, waxing gibbous. That is a trade or an arc review. Now, Josh, I um, spoke to myself and Connor, and of course, uh, it really is up to little Finn at the moment, um, how much um, I'll have to look after him as well. But uh, if Connor and I can't make it to the next episode, Josh, I thought it would be cool. Um, would you mind taking the reins and uh, possibly doing the next episode if we're not available? Ooh, uh, yeah, sure. I can give it a crack. Uh, I'll... Awesome. I'll try my best. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, just bear in mind, it's a waxing gibbous, so it will be a, a trade or an arc review. So, um, so loonies, just keep your eyes out uh, on our page or, or the group for information on what's to come there. But, um, yep, if like I said, if Connor and I aren't there, um, you'll be hearing Josh's dulcet tones for that one. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Finally, uh, Josh, look, I, I might as well. Uh, I've been ranting on too much here. Um, where can loonies find us? All right. Well, they can always uh, email at itkmoonight at gmail.com. You got the website, which is into the night podcast at wordpress.com. Obviously, uh, we have the Facebook group, uh, ITK Moon Knight, and the podcast page, which is also ITK Moon Knight. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. We got the Twitter, which is the ITK at ITK <laughs> Moon Knight. So pretty much yeah. ITK Moon Knight for everything. Yeah. <laughs> and then like Instagram, yeah. Tumblr, YouTube also. Mm-hmm. Just search into the Excellent. night. <laughs> Excellent. And uh, yeah, podcast catches we are on. I think most of them, um, like on um, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Overcast, um, Google Play, all that sort of stuff. So, uh, and finally as well, I think I mentioned it in the newsletter, if you have time, loonies, it will be much so appreciated if you could uh, leave us a review on iTunes. Um, it's still quite a useful tool to to get our name out there. Um, we've got a fantastic community at the moment. Um, just want to spread the word out there for any Moon Knight fans who don't happen to know about uh, ITK. So please, if you can, that will be great. Uh, that pretty much wraps us up, Josh. Uh, I want to say a big thank you for coming onto the show. We had a, a little bit of technical difficulties at the beginning, <laughs> but uh, we've had to jump platforms, um, and it's all worked out now. But uh, big thanks, Josh. Um, it's always fun talking to you, uh, and uh, thank you so much for, for your support and, and for jumping in. Oh, yeah, thanks for having me on again. It's been fun. I'm, I'm a little nervous about hosting. <laughs> I probably have to ask for a bit of advice, but uh, yeah, I, I'll give it my best shot. I hope everyone uh, could cut me a little bit of slack. <laughs> Ah, oh, look, I'm sure the loonies, I'm sure they'll be in safe hands. Um, but yeah, looking forward to it uh, as well. Uh, anyway, as um, as we sign off, uh, I'd like to just say thanks once again. And may Conchu watch over the denizens of the night. Catch you later. Goodbye. Moon Knight and affiliated characters, stories and events are properties of Marvel Characters Incorporated. Materials used and discussed within the podcast are intended for critique and review purposes only under the fair dealing concept of the current Copyright Act. The views, information or opinions expressed during the podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of the copyright owners.